What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. This week, I'm taking a break from the STD series because I've been so sick the last two weeks with a horrible sinus infection. So I haven't had any energy to plan out or research anything for the STD or fetish series. A few of you messaged me and asked that I do an episode on DDLG or Daddy Dom Little Girl and an episode on herpes. And those were the next topics I was going to cover in each series anyways. So stay tuned for those in the next couple weeks. But today I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update on my dating life. I'm going to share some of my thoughts on what I think is happening in the dating world. And I'm also going to answer some questions that listeners have written in. So I started seeing someone new a few weeks ago, and I think I finally met my match. Right out of the gate, I knew he was going to be a lot of fun because at one point in the conversation, he was like, we'll have to be degenerates together. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know, I always call myself a degenerate. So obviously I'm like, fuck yeah, like this is going to be awesome. So as we talked more, he mentioned that he had looked at my Instagram and he said that I seem like a little bit of an exhibitionist, which I'm always posting thirst traps and shit. So yes, I guess you can consider me somewhat of an exhibitionist. And I explained that part of the reason why I do that is because I used to weigh close to 400 pounds. And when I have good days and feel good about myself, I like to post sexier things because anyone with any type of body dysmorphia or self-esteem issues knows that like when you're really feeling shitty about yourself, you just, you know, you feel shitty and you don't want anyone to see you or you just want to like be in a potato sack and hide. So yeah, so the days that I feel great about myself and feel sexy, I definitely post something. But I also explained to him that many guys say that I'm not dateable or they judge me for it, which I don't care if I don't meet the moral standards of the guys that I talk to on dating apps because At the end of the day, if a guy is too insecure or offended by the shit that I post, then I don't need them in my life or in my space anyways. So that's just kind of how I see that. But this guy's response was, wait, guys don't like you showing off your body? What a bunch of pussies. And then he was like, I want someone who I can be on my hoe shit with. And then he's like, we should be hoes together. So the wedding is next June. (laughs) Obviously, I'm kidding. But yeah, I was like really shocked that he was like so for it because I do get mixed reviews a lot. And I think that a lot of that has to do with insecurities. Him and I talked about it and he was saying that he knows some guys that would not feel okay with that. And it definitely is an insecurity thing. And I've talked to guys that equate posting thirst traps to cheating, which I mean, I get it. I get the thought process, but I don't really get how one necessarily fully correlates to the other, but whatever to each their own. So stay tuned for how long this one sticks around because John and I were just talking the other day that most of the guys I date don't really get past the two or three week shelf life. So, uh, (laughs) so we'll see how long this one lasts. I think he's already up to three weeks. So, so we'll see what happens. But anyways, as we were talking more, I found out that he's into open relationships and cuckolding. So he encourages women he's dating to sleep around as they choose. And he also likes to be able to sleep with other women as he chooses as well. So since I was in a similar situation with a different guy earlier in the summer, this wasn't a big deal to me. And I'm honestly all for it. Now, if this was a few years ago, my opinion about this would have been completely different. 
I didn't understand why people would want to be involved in an open relationship and cuckolding or any of that. I think part of the reason why was because I can be a very jealous person and I used to deal with major insecurity issues, especially after I was cheated on by my ex. So the thought of open relationships and cuckolding didn't really sit well with me and it made me wonder why I wouldn't be enough for someone. Now that I'm more secure with myself, I know what I bring to the table and I know that I'm enough and I know that some of this is just more of a kink and it's not necessarily personal towards me. And that's not to say that people don't get into open relationships with bad intentions, but the guys I've spoken to seriously about these types of scenarios are very upfront and very straightforward from the beginning with their intentions and their expectations. Also, you don't really see these types of relationships or scenarios normalized in the media, like in movies or anything like that. It's either highly fetishized or they're only portraying relationships that fall into societal norms. So I think that people automatically think these situations are unhealthy or bad or whatever, but it's really not the case because the scenarios and situations that I've kind of been in and worked through with different guys that fall into these categories have been fine. It's because there's no sneaking around. I think that's where the issue comes in with these types of relationships where people start to do the sneaking around and they're not transparent about what their expectations are or what their goals are. And the more I talk to different guys on Bumble and Hinge, the more this type of relationship seems to be a bigger trend than compared to a few years ago. I feel like we're starting to see more of a shift into non-traditional types of relationships. And while open relationships are nothing new, I do feel like more and more people are entertaining them, talking openly about them, or changing their minds about them, which myself included on that. Personally, I think this is for several reasons. First, I think you have a lot of people who have been cheated on or emotionally ruined by past relationships. And a lot of people are afraid to jump back into anything serious because they don't want to get hurt. And this is where the whole situationship issue came in a few years back. People want the benefits of a relationship. So they want the consistent sex and companionship and affection and attention. But at least one of the parties doesn't want to fully commit, most likely because they didn't want to get hurt again, or they don't want to be trapped or tied down because they see all the other options out there. Dating is so different now compared to like 10 years ago. Dating apps have made thousands of people so accessible and it's easy to get ahead of yourself and want to see who you can conquer next or who else should hold space in your life. So I think a lot of people get anxious or have this fear of missing out on someone or settling when there might be someone even more compatible out there for them. Second, I also feel like there's this recent shift that's happening in the workforce where people are just switching careers or industries to put their mental health first and to feel happy and fulfilled in their work. And I feel like there's kind of a crossover with that with singles or people who are maybe in relationships, but they're not like legally married yet. People are starting to act on the idea of why would you want to stay at a job or why would you want to stay in a relationship where you don't feel 100% passionate about it? And I think people have the same thought process when considering entering a new relationship as well. Is it worth it? So many people are seeing how short life is and how much time we waste at mundane jobs and how the societal standards of dating and relationships that are common to us don't really make all of us happy. So more and more people are rewriting the rules 
as they see fit. And look, I'm not sitting here judging anyone who wants to keep traditional relationship roles and expectations in place. If that's what you want and that's what you're comfortable with, then you should continue to pursue that. But I will tell you, I think that it's going to be a bit harder for some because there are so many blurred lines and shades of gray when it comes to what people are okay or not okay with in relationships or what people want and don't want. I also think that a lot of people are scared to talk about some of the non-traditional things that they want in a relationship because of the fear of being judged or potentially losing someone great. So in turn, people suppress or hide certain wants and needs and then end up unhappy down the road, which then can lead to cheating and sneaking around and all of that. Also, I keep seeing all these memes and tweets and conversations come up about the whole I'm dating to marry mindset. And while I respect that people making that statement are trying not to waste their time or anyone else's time because they have a goal in mind, I think some people become so obsessed with the idea of marriage that they oftentimes settle for their partner just in order to check off a box. One time I spoke with this woman who was recently engaged, and when talking about her engagement, she said, I've been waiting for this my entire life. And the statement just struck me as odd because it seemed like it was more about the ring and the proposal and the childhood fairy tale fantasy versus finding the love of her life. And it got me thinking about how many women have had the same thought. And that just seems silly to me because it's almost like the person doing the proposal is just a formality in some cases. I also think that mindset helps turn a blind eye to red flags and issues in the relationship because you're so focused on getting to the altar that you're not enjoying being in the moment and you're also not fixing things you need to in order to make your marriage last. I used to work with a girl years ago, and she dated her now ex-husband all through college, and all she wanted was that ring and the fairy tale wedding. On paper, they looked perfect. They looked like Barbie and Ken. They were kind of like the cool people in their group of friends and at the college that they went to and all that stuff. They had it all. You know, they both came from money. They both had this luxurious life. And realistically, he openly cheated on her. She knew this to the point where when he would buy her luxury and designer bags and items and things, she would be like, oh, I wonder like how big he fucked up this time. And he also had a drug problem and there was all other kinds of shit wrong with her relationship. But she just let it be so she could get her giant ring and get her giant wedding that she wanted. And now they're divorced after all of that. And to me, it's just like she it seemed like she was so focused on the actual wedding and engagement and all of the stuff that goes along with that instead of sitting there and trying to work through why her future husband was already cheating on her multiple times before they even got married and what his drug issue was going to do to their relationship. So it just kind of seems silly that that was like the mindset of like, she had to be married. And I see couples like that all the time who document so much about their relationships. And you can just tell they don't really love or respect each other. And I'm like, why are you even doing this? Like, just because your family and society says that you should be married by a certain point in your life. Like, it's just so crazy how people settle in and conform because That's what couples have been doing forever. 
Also, I want to talk about dating apps for a second. I was recently talking to my therapist about my dating life, and she mentioned how my outlook has changed in the last year or so. And I explained to her that when I first joined dating apps, I was dating with the intention to be in a monogamous relationship with someone at some point. So when I would match with someone, I would take their profile at face value and would think that they were being honest with their intentions when... They were all just playing their own games and doing what was working for them at the time. And for me, that was a big learning curve because I feel like I had to kind of go back and really evaluate kind of what was happening. Because for me, I was taking everything very personal. And I was like, why am I not good enough? Why isn't this working out? I told them I wanted a relationship. You know, I was aiming for a relationship, not necessarily with them, but just that was my goal and all of this other stuff. And you know, guys would be in agreement or they'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for too, or whatever. And that really wasn't the case. So I kind of had to look at myself and take a step back and say, okay, just because you're being truthful and honest and hundred percent with what your intentions are and what you're looking for, doesn't mean that everyone on the apps are doing the same thing. And look, I don't care who you are or what your intentions are on dating apps, but if you're on a dating app, you're playing games. And I don't want to hear the whole, I don't play games. I hate people who play games and blah, 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 blah. If you're on a dating app, you're playing games. Some of you are just playing checkers while the others are playing chess. So the sooner you realize that and kind of come to terms with it, it's a lot easier to deal with it. Because I see all these crazy posts all the time of like how horrible dating is. And dating does suck. I mean, I've definitely been there. And I think now that I've taken a step back and I kind of just like go with the flow and don't take it as seriously and I play the games right back, it's stress-free. And I also have taken that pressure off myself of being like, I want to find a relationship. Now I don't give a fuck. Like I'm... 100% comfortable being single. I've been single for so long and I'm self-sufficient. I own my condo. I have a good job. I don't need a partner in this life. If I have one, great. Like if I find someone worth it. But for now, I think just the relaxed nature of dating and kind of just seeing where things goes has been super helpful to me. So I would recommend doing the same. Like don't get caught up in that cycle of sitting there saying, oh, well, I have to do this or this is my end goal or whatever. Like you can still have goals and work towards them, but sometimes people get such tunnel vision. It really hinders you and it can make you miss out on some really great experiences. Okay, now let's get into some listener questions. The first question is, does this guy like me? We met in September. We text every day. He texts me good morning every morning and double texts me. He apologizes for falling asleep. He always texts me when he's on his break. He lets me know when he's off his break. We basically text all day. I'm just wondering if he likes me as a friend or more than a friend. I never had a guy text me all day and say good morning to me. Okay, so I would say this is one of two things. He either likes you and he is genuinely trying to get to know you and pursue you to get to the point potentially of a relationship, or he's just playing the game to fuck you and call it a day. It's hard to say when I don't know how old you both are or the context of the conversations and all of that. But from my experience, I've had many, many guys hit me up and really make effort to keep in touch and act like they're really trying to get to know me. 
But then once the time comes and we actually have sex, they're off to conquer the next girl that they see on a dating app. So yes, he might like you, but some guys like to play that game. So girls let their guard down. So they will sleep with them. So just keep that in mind as you move forward. Obviously he likes you enough to be texting you a lot. So that's a good sign. But once you have sex with him, just keep in mind that he might contact you a little bit less potentially. And if he does contact you less than he was really just looking for a hookup. So, okay. The next one is I need advice on sliding into the DMS. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying that my advice is not going to hold true for everyone out there. I'm giving you advice based on my personal preferences. So if someone slides into my DMS with a basic, Hey, or hi, or hello, then I'm already bored. And unless you're really my type, then I probably won't respond. At least say like, hey, how are you doing today? Or hey, I saw you on Bumble or Hinge, wherever, and wanted to reach out because you seem fun or you're really beautiful or I noticed we have a common interest in our profiles or, you know, something, anything other than just hey or hi is fine. Now, if your profile is private and I can't figure out who you are, then I just won't respond at all. If a guy has their full name in their Instagram, then I will definitely try to at least do a little FBI research and either try to scope them out on Facebook or LinkedIn or something like that. But if I can't find any trace of them based on the information that I have, and I can't figure out what they look like, then they'll just sit in my requests forever. Now, a tip for that is if you don't want to make your profile not private, you can send pictures via DM. So I've had several guys do that before, but make sure that when you send the photo, you're sending the photo from your camera roll, not a picture that you take within the message that disappears. Because when you send the disappearing picture, the other person has to accept the request in order to view it. And no one wants to be left on red after sending a picture of themselves. So if you send it from your camera roll, the person can preview the picture and choose to accept it or not accept it from there. Also, we live in a day and age where we're all pretty much permanently attached to our phones. So even if people don't have the energy or time to respond to something, it doesn't mean that they don't see your notification and that you're not on their radar. So if you slide into someone's DMs and they don't respond, you most likely have your answer. But if you want to try for a second time, that's totally up to you. But past that, I would stop. Like I've had guys talking to themselves in my DMs for like four years now. And I'm like, okay, the lights are on, but no one's home. So time to take the hint, you know? (laughs) Also, I've noticed this trend a lot in the last couple months. Guys have been sliding into my DMs being like, hey, I know I don't know you, but can I ask you something? Or I have an important question to ask you. DM me when you can or some variation of that. And for me personally, that will not work because I know how to avoid clickbait and because it's probably a stupid fucking question anyway. Um, Also, one thing I just want to note, too, is I've had guys send me really nice messages before where if I'm not attracted to them or I don't want to pursue them, then I just don't respond at all. So even if the message is nice and it's like perfect, whatever, like not creepy or, you know, cringy, whatever. I still won't respond because I feel like some guys just don't get the hint where it's like you can thank them for something, but it's like then they feel like that's like an open invitation to keep going and going and going. So I just don't respond to those at all. Unfortunately, that's just my preference. Um, 
So sometimes I'm like really appreciative of the messages, but I just don't respond. So, okay. Last question is, I'm in a long distance relationship and my boyfriend tells me he's had enough with my trust issues. I have a bit of baggage due to previous relationships and I try to work on them. But as soon as I get close to someone, I get a lot of negative thoughts and it really makes me tired and hurts my relationship with my boyfriend now. No matter what he does, I can't seem to be stable and trusting him. One day I trust him and everything is fine. The next day he is the worst person I've ever met and I don't trust a word he says without him even changing his behavior from the previous day. Do you have any tips on how to overcome trust issues? Well, first I would start off with a therapist because this sounds like you need to work through this with a professional because whatever issues you're harboring are going to spread into every relationship that you have move forward. Cause it sounds like this is not just a singular issue with him. It sounds like this is, you know, prior to him and then it'll probably be after him as well. And look, I understand where you're coming from because I was in a long distance relationship before and I had major trust issues with that particular ex. So I totally get it. But I recently saw this video by Matthew Hussey, who is a British life coach. And he said, you don't trust that someone is never going to betray you. You have to trust that you will be able to handle it if they do betray you. You have to trust that you will be able to walk away. So you have to stop worrying whether you can trust someone or not. Maybe you can't trust them. Only time will tell if you can trust someone. But it's a waste of energy to stress about it, especially if he hasn't done anything to make you not trust him. And it's you that are overthinking and overanalyzing the entire situation. I've talked about this with my therapist before, and my anxiety and trust issues can go hand in hand sometimes. So there have been times if I'm dating someone new and I'm feeling anxious, my trust issues elevate and I have to take a step back and figure out why I'm feeling that way. And if it's a them problem or if it's a me problem, if it's a them problem, then I let it end and move on. Because if I can't trust the person, then there's no point in moving forward with dating them. But if it's a me problem, then I work on that myself and correct how I handle it. One of my favorite quotes is from the movie Casino and Robert De Niro's character says, when you love someone, you got to trust them. There's no other way. You've got to give them the keys to everything that's yours. Otherwise, what's the point? And you could flip that around and say, if you don't trust them, then what's the point? So if your boyfriend's actions are making you not trust him, then you should end the relationship. But if this is something that you're creating in your head because you're anxious and you just have all these previous demons that you need to deal with, then I would highly suggest working with some type of professional to get through that because that's not right to blame him or to stress him out or make him feel negatively when this is, you know, particularly on you. So that would be my advice is to either end the relationship if he really is being not trustworthy or to seek help from a professional who can help you work through some of these issues so you can learn to trust him or at least learn to trust partners in the future who you have. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. If you want your question featured on an episode, make sure you head over to my Instagram, which is Dirty Blondes Pod, and fill out the anonymous form in the link in my bio. 
Don't forget to follow me on TikTok, which is also Dirty Blondes Pod, if you want to watch the at-home STD testing videos that I did. It's a really easy process, so definitely check those out and go listen to the last two STD episodes that I released. Also, the lovely people at Promescent are giving my listeners 15% off with the code DIRTY15, so go check out their products. They have a lot of great items and toys to enhance your sex life, and their link is in my Instagram bio, so check them out. Dirty 15 for 15% off. All right. Have a great weekend. Love you guys. Bye.